0: guess who's back three weeks since my last episode two weeks with no internet and oh two weeks with no internet was just an absolutely amazing experience i highly recommend it to well me to do it more often just two weeks at sea just oh it's absolutely fantastic but now reality's hit me i've got to go back to work and uh yeah anyway this is episode 252 of the train podcast my name is tim egg If you have any questions you'd like to submit through the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmove.com. Submit your questions. Keep in mind, though, I've got a heap of questions backlogged here, so I've just got to get my finger out and start pumping them through. Um, And also, this man flu of mine that has never really quite gone away for the best part of the last month has come back pretty hard on me. So if I sneeze, cough, carry on like a pork chop or hit pause... You'll understand that, well, I'm too weak to get through this. <laughs> um, so today's question comes from Aaron. I've just completed my first triathlon in brackets Olympic Distance a few weeks ago. It was an amazing experience, and I'm stoked to do another one. I have a solid background in running, but basically started from square zero with both the swim and the bike. It took a very long time with my swim, especially to get stronger, comfortable, and confident. I live in the northeast corner of the USA, and our winters are brutally cold and harsh. I have signed up for another set for a second triathlon in June 2019 and I want to take advantage of my strength and skill development in the swim and bike through the winter. My question is given that it's such a long time between now and my next triathlon, what can I do to maintain, increase, or continue to develop swimming and, and my bike? Now before I answer that, I'm just going to take a quick pause to cough up a lung. Sorry about that, so I sent him a follow-up email asking him a couple of quick questions and um, he also sent me a link to his blog, a race report that he did for this Olympic distance which gave me a better insight. So he swam uh, just a, a little bit over two minutes per hundred per 100 meters and then he cycled around 30 kilometers an hour and he ran a a 46 minute 10ks which reading the first question the first email he sent me you're further along than in than what was in running through my head initially so this is why i like people sending me as much information as possible because i get a clearer picture um, so, but that was that uh, was helpful. So, there's a few things here. Um, your swim and your bike is roughly around the, at the same level. Your runs at probably level up. What I'd expect, it, 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 I would dare say you um, you ran very well off the bike. Forty six minutes with that bike, with that swim time and that bike time. I would dare say I'm I would. An athlete at those same levels would probably be rough, running roughly around the fifty-minute mark thereabouts. So you're you run you're right. Your run is a good level, a step ahead. Yeah, um, it's uh, people think uh, I'll break it down. So looking at your swim there, the, the um, you need to work on siding. Uh, looking at the map, that that that's the very first thing that sticks out. You could have saved yourself a, a good few set, a couple of two, three seconds per hundred meters there. Um, so I'd be looking at definitely in trying to keep work- improving on developing your skills. I'd also be adding in once a week open water skills. So I know you can do this in a swimming pool. I know it's you know brutally cold there, um, and if being in indoors swimming is going to be a lot more enjoyable than pretty well any other thing so just once a week just every just pick a session and then cite every six six sessions or sorry cite every six strokes look up have a look and go back down um i've said this on a few different po- uh, podcasts now that there there is a skill to to this. It's not a just a matter of lifting your head, you want to do this efficiently. So I would highly recommend jumping on YouTube, YouTubing Luke Bell, open water skill training, or something along the lines of that. Luke Bell, pro triathlete, he demonstrates probably the best I've ever seen on how to really master that open water sighting. And then it's just a matter of practicing that in the pool. Just every six strokes. And it adds up real quick. So let's say you're swimming in a 25-meter pool. You're basically sighting two times every lap. If you're in a 50-meter pool, you're sighting four times every, or thereabouts, every lap. That stuff adds up real quick. Another thing to also do with these open water skill, skill sessions is... Um, if any of the races you're going to be doing is in it's a deep water start start every set off in the deep end of the pool and don't kick off the wall so you're practicing that starting from nothing um, and as you're getting closer to a race these open water swim sets, swim skill sets in between sets, um, intervals, jump out of the water, spike that, and jump straight back in. So you're spiking that heart rate, which will help help greatly when you're going into T1 um, bike. That's one of those things that people go. It's a lot easier to develop than it is swimming. I don't agree. I, I think what at first it is, you can make massive gains on the bike. At first, Hang on, bear with me. I've got to um, cough up a lung again. Sorry about that. So once you get to a certain point in cycling, it becomes a lot harder to get better on the bike. Now, some athletes, it's just a matter of increasing volume. Some, you need to increase your strength work. Some some athletes, you really need to focus on increasing their VO2 max ceilings. And then once you've done that, you start giving them more threshold work yeah, um, so it's hard for me to tell you what what steps to take, because um, I, I really don't know much about that side uh, from where you, from where you are. And I'll give you a couple of examples here. I had an athlete uh, um, doing a, doing Ironmans, and we were, they were averaging. I, I for the first Ironman, I want to say he averaged like twenty eight k's an hour. We. Did um, put extra volume into his long rides, and he increased to thirty k's an hour on his next one. About a year later, when I started coaching him, he was after about six months. We, we we mucked around with that, but it wasn't any huge improvements. It was just very very much the same. So we dropped the volume down, but increased the strength work significantly. And all, like his long rides went from. Um, six hours of more flatter rides to five hours of very hilly rides, and and the distance went from like 180 or whatever down to about 120 k's, but it was a lot significantly hillier. Within I'd say three four months of that, we increased his um Ironman pace from to about roughly around 30 k's an hour to about 33 k's an hour which, you know, we're all just under 33 k's, and he went from a, um, a six-and-a-half-hour bike rider to a six-hour bike rider down to now a five-and-a-half-hour bike rider at an Ironman level, and that's all we did with that. Now we're trying something, you know, we're, we're now working on his VO2 to, to really increase that ceiling, and hopefully we can get him further down the um, chain, but so that, that, that was just an example. Get another athlete comes. We we hammer the hell in the off season, working on his VO two. See the way um, we talk about um, how to increase your FTP, your functional threshold power. You, once you get to, you, we can only get that to a certain level. Hang on, I've got to do another pause for the course. Sorry about all that. Gosh. Um, so we can only increase your th- your threshold. It's a it's a percentage of your VO two max ceilings. So we can only increase your FTP to a certain level before we start needing to work on trying to increase your vo2 and then we can start go back down and start working on your FTP but I know the FTP that seems to be the measuring stick for for most people that's a, but really comes down to um, power to weight that that's really the magic number we, we should be talking about but no one ever really does but anyway um so you increase I've forgotten where I was going with all this but you you, you, you've got to work out what you have to do on the bike to develop um it could be cadence it could be anything but what I would do recommend I'm going all over the show here and I do apologise um with the with the swim, I'll, I'll take a couple of steps back here. So with the swim, with you're going to have to do your open water swims session skills. I'd also be trying to increase your. I'd be doing a lot. Through winter, I'd be doing a lot of short, sharp sessions, a lot of 25 meter sets, a lot of 50 meter sets, 100 meter sets, and just every now and again throw in a a few 500 meter. Sets at the end of a just just to mix things around, but I'd be trying to increase your speed, and as you're going out of winter, change it, change the significance. So I've said this a few times. That one session you can do would be 500 warm up, 20 times 25 seconds, leaving every 30 seconds. 10 times 50 meters, leaving every one minute. Five times 100, leaving every two minutes and that's a, just a good session and you can just add a cool down um, with your bike I I would invest in being brutally cold where you are and I'd be investing in like a, a Trying to get as much training done indoors um, A smart trainer Or um, a power meter So you can ride on a wind trainer Connected to Zwift Zwift is just crazy cheap For what it is It, it makes riding inside in wouldn't say enjoyable but manageable um, And just trying to I'd also be Using this time to really focus On core strength work and flexibility And um, Minimum, I'd be also a minimum of three rides a week, th- three swims a week, um, and I'd put your run if you know more on maintenance, so you can focus on these other two things, and focus on core strength and um, and and flexibility. I'd be really hammering those. Um, yeah, th- that's that's kind of where I'd be heading to, if, and I'd be looking at it as a as a good three-month project and then reassess where you're at from there but once you get to that you know maybe check in in a month or two with us It'll give us some more information and we can take guiding take you to the next step so i hope that helps if anyone has any other questions send me through an email tim at trainsmove.com Till next episode hoo-hoo.